0: Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who is more than meets the eye, Heather.
1: Wasn't that a cartoon song or something from the 80s?
0: Transformers. Oh,
1: is that what it is? I thought it was some boy Transformers
0: show. are more than meets the more eye. More than
1: meets the eye, is that right? I don't know what this I don't know what this Something means. like that, yeah.
0: Awesome. Transformers. <laughs> That's right. But uh you're no Decepticon, you're my lovely wife, and today <laughs> we have a great show planned. Today we are going to be talking about appearances versus reality.
1: Is it about magic? Are you going to make something appear or disappear?
0: Oh, uh, well it's radio it's podcasting <laughs> so yes i'm gonna make
1: wow did you guys just see that i'm that gonna amazing. make
0: i'm gonna make the statue of liberty disappear <laughs> now you see it now it's gone
1: wow that was incredible
0: thank you thank you Ma- the magic of podcasting we should all do possible. we should
1: do a video for youtube but i don't think people would want to look at this right now we're no. kind of in our grubbies like Probably it's a good thing we're on radio.
0: Well, we, we did a
1: YouTube video. If,
0: if, for those that are interested... <laughs> oh,
1: please don't point them to that.
0: <laughs> we Our first few episodes, we had a couple where we actually did the full episode video of us. And then we had a few where it was just audio. But
1: There, there you are, go. There's your chance to see if actual reality is what you... <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I don't know. Nobody was watching them, so we, we stopped making those, but... Anyway, um, so we're talking about appearances versus reality, and in this case, we're talking about financial appearances versus financial reality. I think a lot of times what we've seen, or at least what I've seen with different people is that they put up this persona, or they create this persona of who they are, and then oftentimes, well, okay, not oftentimes, some very, very rarely, but it has happened, I have found Found out that the persona that they're pers- that they're showing and how they're portraying themselves does not match the reality of their financial situation, and oftentimes it's when that that re- that reality hits them hard and their world kind of crumbles around them. It's not pretty.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't think you know we don't want you to be comparing yourself to others. I mean, that's not what this is all about—making yourself feel better. But I know for myself that it can be discouraging, or it can get me off. Where I want to be financially get me off course. When I look at others and I'm like, hey, why do they have that? Why does their life look like that? And it may get me distracted or off track of my financial goals um, because of that. So we don't want, you know, we don't want you to be comparing to others. But I know just personally, it, we all do that. We all look around and
0: yeah, and and so people can people can look maybe richer or more secure than they actually are. But then conversely. There are a lot of people out there and probably more than you think that don't look very well off that are a lot more well off than you might expect and are just exhibiting some some restraint, I would say. And so anyway, um, it's it's easy to ask yourself. So my neighbors or my friend is able to do all these amazing things are going on this vacation. They have this cool car. Why can't I do that, those things? And, uh, you know, I, I probably make as much of money as they do, but what, they're doing all this, all this stuff. How are they doing? And I'm not able to. And the reality is, is maybe they can't afford it or maybe they can, but the, re- but you don't know the whole story. And so yeah. don't, don't assume they're in the same situation you are.
1: Yeah. And don't, yeah, stay positive and do it. Like I know for me, for us, you know. I struggled with this when we moved to the lake because we had four summers here without a boat and we were on the lake in our floaties. And I know that's, you know, probably a different situation, but
0: first world problems. right there. Oh, my gosh. It's
1: like we're on this lake and everybody's got a boat and we didn't for four summers because we had other financial goals that we were working on. And that was that was uh, that was hard for me.
0: Ah, uh, well Heather, I feel really sorry for you that you had to sit at your lake home watching the sunsets over the water. You know, without a boat. That's that's really tough. Um but no, you're you're right. I mean everybody has different levels of uh, different levels of that. And so way that why the, so that might sound like complaining to a lot of people. Based on whatever your situation is, um you know it's real. It's real, wherever you're at, and whatever you are blaming or complaining about probably feels extravagant to that homeless guy who's living under the bridge. And so it's all perspective. Um, but so I, I think I think you did a great job laying out why this is so critical. Um, and so I, I come back to this this example of of a friend or a neighbor and. I don't know, I, I see I see the nice home or the, the renovation projects that are happening and I'm like, wow, how is this person able to do these amazing home renovation projects? How does that happen? How are they affording this nice, a home that's nicer than me? And most likely, they're probably doing it, not always, well, hopefully they're not.
1: Yeah, I mean, for but, me. Go ahead. No, for me, like, I think, Yeah, the home renovations, a nice home, all that is is fancy, too. But, like, the other thing that gets me is, like, fancy dinners out. I mean, this one gets me because you and I, we eat out, like, once a week, and we go to, like, casual dining. We go to Chipotle or, I don't know, Panera, right? And then I see people that go to, like, people that go to, like, Biagi's on a Tuesday night or out for a fancy steak dinner in the middle of the week, and I'm like, wow, that must be really nice, that makes me really jealous. Yeah, but you. Again.
0: usually we're going out for $20 dinners on, t- for a fun night, right. and to see people going out for a couple hundred dollar dinners.
1: Yeah, it, it's just a, for no reason, for no not a reason. special occasion. Right, it's not
0: an anniversary or anything, it's a different thing. right? But what, what we might not be seeing, and I'm not saying that that's true, because it's certainly not true for everybody, We they might be putting that on their credit card and paying for that fancy dinner, or they might not be working towards their goals or they might not be saving for that emergency fund or they might not be putting as much as they should against retirement right there's a whole thing bunch of things and and it's so easy to jump to the conclusion of oh i want to be them or they're doing it wrong or they're doing they're doing so much better than me whatever your assumptions are i just want to urge you to not jump to those assumptions and and so like when i see i was mentioning the home renovations i think probably most of the time i jumped to the conclusion of they're probably they probably have a second mortgage on it and because most people probably do they maybe not a second mortgage but a home equity line or whatever you, a lot of those big home renovations are financed and people will assume they're financed and they'll say that it's a good thing to finance them, and yeah, okay. So that's that's how you afford it—you finance it.
1: Well, um, and I don't think that's everybody, right? I, it's not, not everybody is financing, but a lot of people. But I think, I think what's hard for people, even if you've got, no matter what your income level is, I feel like it's hard for people to not want to spend it, you know, and live in the status or the lifestyle that they think they can afford to your point because they can make the payment or, or maybe they're not even taking out debt, but they're spending everything and there. There isn't, you know, progress towards future goals of saving towards retirement or saving for those things. It's just living in the here and now. Right. Um, But I think, uh, yeah, but again, not to say that that's everybody. That's not everybody.
0: No, it's not everybody, but, but a lot of times we, you know, maybe it's a you, you get a new car and you're like, okay, well I I can afford this payment now. I have this amazing amazing car and now I can afford this payment. And maybe it's even lo- a lower payment than my last car. So now I'm actually I feel like I'm making money getting this new car. And maybe that's what your neighbor's doing. Maybe that's what your friend's doing. Um, but you're sitting there with your old, your ten year old car and. You're feeling kind of down about yourself and like, oh, I don't have that fancy electric car that my neighbor has. Well, you know what? It's probably okay because they you you probably own your ten year old car and they probably don't own their fancy electric car. And again, I'm I'm making drastic assumptions here, which I just told you not to make. But the point is, is you don't know the whole story. Don't don't try not to jump to conclusions and. Uh, Focus on your goals, not their goals.
1: Right. This is like, this is really tempting to fall into. To, to And so I think number one is stop. Like you said, stop comparing yourself to others. So, you know, remind yourself, you don't know what's going on with them. You, they don't know what's going on with you. You need to focus on what you can control. And that's your own personal fin- finan- finances and working towards financial freedom. So don't, you know, try not to be bogged down or, you know, in that comparison game and i think it,
0: it along with that it's doing so alongside your spouse because if you're not getting bogged down in it but your spouse is then one of you is probably going to drag you in that direction anyway or at least partially in that direction and there there'll be a lot more fighting if one of you is feel feeling like the other one's always holding back or holding the other one back and the the more you can go against your goals together and say no we're not going to be we're we're not taking out a massive loan for that home renovation project we're going to save up for it so that we as a goal we're going to put that out there and work towards it together so that it's not bringing us down in other areas of our life so we're not putting our emergency fund at risk so that we're not putting our ability to buy a new car when we need to at risk we're We're doing this as a couple together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right there. Like, you need to stay aligned with your goal or with your spouse. And the way to do that is through having shared goals, right? And so if you get aligned on what you're trying to do and be focused there, then you won't get distracted, right? So if you see the people like, oh, look at they're doing that fancy thing or they're going on that big trip. But if you guys are aligned on like, "We we have our goals, we have a plan, we're attacking it together, we're focused then you won't get attracted or distracted by all those squirrels and getting you pulled in different directions. But you're right. You have to be aligned on that shared focus together. Yes. Remember,
0: you're working towards your financial freedom. You're working towards a goal that's personal to you. It's personal finance that you're building up. It's not your neighbor's finance. It's not your friend's finance. It's your personal finance. And if you let your neighbor or your friend or... Some somebody you saw online or or whatever on TikTok <laughs> convince you to buy something or go into debt for something, then you're letting they're now no longer your personal finances. They're, you're letting them control your finances. Make sure you're controlling your finances. You and your spouse don't let others be doing that for you.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, is we want you to focus on the long game versus the short game. And I know this is hard, especially for people like me that like want instant gratification and you want it now. But um, we really want you to be, you know, you've got a choice to write to spend for today or save for the future. And again, like we're not saying any of this stuff is bad. We're not saying we don't want you to be able to go to a fancy dinner on Tuesday night or to have that nice vacation or fancy home or do the remodel project. We're not saying that you can, we want you to do all of that, buy all the toys, do all the things. We just want to make sure you're doing it responsibly and that it's because it's, that's what your goal and you're working towards it. And that it's not just, Hey, I want this now or I get distracted and see my neighbor do it and I want to do it. But we're not saying it's bad. We want you to do it. Focus on the long game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Your long game is doing that maybe every night, going out to that fancy dinner, but get that's there. That's my long
1: game. Earn it. I'm Earn hoping it. I'm getting closer to it. <laughs> I thought
0: your long game was flying <laughs> first class.
1: I well, that's on my. I got. A, I got a lot. A long game. I think that's why I'm not there yet because uh, it's a quite a bit that I have to. Your long
0: game is very long. There's a. There, there's we a were, few football we, we're fields. We're making
1: progress.
0: Oh, man. You no, know, I
1: feel like, you're, you know, we went out for a nice dinner for a promotion. We had n- never done that before. That's true. So
0: that is true.
1: You know, it wasn't. it's not just the one annual anniversary dinner. I did get it, another nice yeah, dinner. Yeah, you,
0: you got an anniversary level dinner outside of the anniversary. But <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Making progress. Again, making again steps. exception. Steps. That's not a Tuesday. We're not doing that on a random <laughs> Tuesday. Uh. so
1: like i said we want you to get there but i think in order to do that we again we want you to be financially healthy because we want you to have all those things but we don't want you to sacrifice we sacrifice you will have to sacrifice we don't want you to do it the wrong way and miss out um and have to deal with all like we were saying the debt and you know the credit cards or whatever Um, so a couple ideas on how to do that. Number one, I think you need to be organized. So you really need to be able to, you know, track your financial picture. What are you doing? What are you spending on? I think a lot of people think, oh, I know that. I know what I'm doing. I know where my money's going. Even if they don't have a budget, they're just like, hey, I get it. I know where my money's at. But odds are they don't really realize where their money's going. So I'm not forcing you to do a budget, but you do need to add some rigor and some organization to understanding your financial picture if you want to reach your goals and be successful.
0: And I would say that even if you are an organized person, and, I, and most people, I would argue, aren't, but even if you are an organized person, being organized with your money is something that doesn't just happen. It do, it's not something that you can just track in your head. Uh, there are too many transactions that we all do on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, that can get away from us and you you don't know you think you know but if you just spend a little bit of time walking through it and and spend a month do a couple months where you're figuring out exactly where your money's going you will realize you're not as organized and you don't have it to, as together as you think you do
1: i think it's a really good point because i you know there's I think there's two people. There are people that are just, they are really good at organization. There are people that just like, don't have that, you know, bone. And I am a person that's organized. I, I you organize, are very organized. I do but you're absolutely right. Until we actually had rigor and like a, a formal way to do it, we were missing out on opportunities and we were leaving money behind. And so I, e- even if you are an organized person like me, where that comes natural, you're absolutely right. You need to do more than just think that you have. And, it.
0: and I would say you. Pretty much knew where the money was going, but I think it was the we the, could have done how, better. How we much? Doing how better. much in different right. areas? And it was it it changed how we both thought about it. And so, yeah, you can get more organized if you're not currently actively tracking and, and monitoring this stuff. Um, another another uh, attribute to financial health is being informed. You need to make sure you understand the basics of saving. I I love saving. The basics of saving. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. The basics of saving are important. The basics of investing, um, insurance. You need to understand these things because you don't want to use debt to finance things. And if you have debt, you want to get out of it. You want to understand what's the impact of having this debt. You want to understand... How do I grow the money I have in order to get ahead? This, this is all this is that layer on top of being organized is how do you how do you inform yourself to make sure you're making wise decisions on what to do to maintain and grow what you have?
1: Yeah, I think the more you know, the more you grow, right? like I think the more you can get informed and educated on this, the better you're gonna do. again, you might be like, yeah, I. I know it. And that's like been one of the biggest ahas in my life is like there's so much more to learn. And even if you thought you knew something now, it might have changed. There might be some new information or whatever. So you need to keep growing and learning and being informed in this area to make the most of what you get. And then the last thing I'd say is we really want you to think about the future because we really want you to think about, you know, what. Your, what do you want your financial situation, personal, personal situation to look like in the future? Because that's going to impact what you do today. If you don't think about the future and you're not future-minded, then you're just going to spend everything you got today because you're like, I'm not worried about the future. I'm just going to enjoy today. And why do I need to worry about it? And I'm not saying you have to be all future-focused and you can't enjoy life today, but you just want to make sure that you are thinking out and understanding what your actions are doing today are they going to help you get to where you want to be in the future or are they setting you know slowing you down
0: and just keep in mind and this is something i know i've mentioned before but every dollar you're spending today you're missing years of compounding interest on that so spending a dollar today is really costing you i don't remember what the math was on it now but but tens of dollars 20 years from now Every single dollar, like it's, it's ridiculous how much of a difference compounding makes. So make sure that you, uh, yeah, double, th- you think about that before you have that, that extra coffee. <laughs> awesome.
1: So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. Talk about how much are you letting others impact or influence your spending or your saving Do you need to make some changes to ensure you can live like that, like how you want to live in the future, um, without all the problems and things weighing you down or or getting in your way? So, David. Heather. Where do you think you you let others influence you and it bleeds into our life? Where are your weak spots? Tell me now. Oh, gosh.
0: Now I have to open up and share my gory details of where I'm weak. Me and all of our all the world. Uh, Well, this probably doesn't come as too much of a surprise to you. I think my weak spots where I'm influenced most by others are probably in my hobby areas. So I think about something like um, like the the car, the Delorean, right? So uh, I'll see something new, a new new product for it online or I'll see what somebody else did to to their car and I'm like, oh gosh, that would be so awesome. If I had this set of taillights that are the newest, greatest taillights, and they're hundreds of dollars for to to put something in that I already have working, but for whatever reason now, because these people have it now, I need it. And is that the is that the right thing to do? No, it's not. It's not the right thing to do. But it, I get sucked into it. And I would say it's it's not even necessarily. Sometimes it, these will be things that I see friends have, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I need that!" So like I think about as a kid, or even now as an adult, I, if I have a friend that has the the new video game console, I'm like, "Oh gosh, that looks so cool! I need to have that. I need to I, I need this in my life." And I probably wouldn't need that if there weren't other people that were like in it and excited about it as as much as I am. And I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough, but and maybe those sound like small things in comparison to a house, and I guess they are. But it's still it's reality, and it's those toys I think that suck me in. I, I think yeah. That's I mean, what and it comes that's interesting because
1: it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Like you said, if you didn't were around people that had it, you probably wouldn't be. But there's right?
0: the internet, and so then I see these things right. on the internet. I might even go down the rabbit hole on something and be like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest accessory, and and now I just have to have it because this. This YouTube personality that I like is super into it and like, wow, now I need this. And it, it makes no sense, but it's just the reality of it. And uh, I need to recognize when that happens and just take a minute and say, okay, do I really need this? Is this really going to make my life that much better? I, I need to think things through before I jump on it. That's, that's my weak spot, I would say, is in that toy area.
1: <laughs> How about
0: yourself, Heather?
1: I think for me, it is having a nice home. I feel like that's always been important to me. And the thing is, like, everybody has a home, right? I mean, whether you own it or you rent it or it's an apartment or a condo or a home, right? And so to me, like, having a nice home has always been important, and I struggle with that. Um, And to be honest, like, I struggled with our first home because it was a very starter home. and (laughs) But we did a lot, right? We did a lot to make it nice. We did some painting. We did some upgrades. We bought some new furniture. And so you know, again, that was really important to me. And even, even with our new home, our beautiful home that I love that there's really nothing more we I could want or do. It's like, oh, should we do some painting or maybe we should do a remodel or maybe we should check out the garage for you. And it's like, I, I don't know why that's so important to me, but like, that's really important. I mean, and then obviously I talk about going out to eat a lot. I, I this one is more like when we get invited to friends, when friends are like, hey, let's go out to dinner. Like, I'll never say no. Like, I would never think, oh, should we be spending? It's like, yeah, let's go. And I don't even, I don't care. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to this expensive restaurant and buy dinner, you know, dinner and drinks. And I, I like never want to say no. But meanwhile, um, I'm having a heart attack. Exactly. So we've had to work through that. But those are the two areas I think <laughs> okay. that I do and still struggle. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I think those struggles probably don't go away um, because I've, I've struggled with this kind of stuff my, my whole life and I think you, it sounds like you've struggled forever as well with this and uh, it's more a, a matter rather than trying to make that struggle go away, learning to uh, respond to it appropriately, learning how to to cope with it, how to to pause, how to not let that interfere with your goals. Um, I think is the the key takeaway there. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life is somewhere in the
1: middle.